0: Reached the culmination of what has been a long week of worship. Uh, we started anticipating today, uh, last week, as Jesus uh, uh, rode into town on the donkey, trampling upon coats and palm branches, as people shouted, Hosanna, God save us. We journeyed through Monday, Thursday, and through Good Friday, and we come to Easter Sunday, this moment of joyous celebration. And yet most of the gospel text we read today isn't joyful celebration. Most of today's gospel text is fear and worry. See, I think this starts much earlier than Palm Sunday. I think it starts back uh, on Christmas Eve. The story, uh, the story of a people longing for things to be made right. Yeah, in the front half of your Bible, we have that whole story of Israel's history and this desire for God and humanity to be reconciled. And we have this great page turn from the Old Testament to the New Testament where there is this 400 years of longing and desire for things to be put together and things to be right, and their trust is that God will do this. And we come to that Christmas Eve story and that Christmas morning story. And we come to a baby. The story tells us that God took on flesh and became human for us. We can't have Easter without Christmas. And Jesus, uh, at the beginning, is this helpless babe who uh, immediately faces danger for his life and, 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 uh, and it never lets up. From the moment the king wanted to kill him, to the moment they killed him as he was claimed to be king. Israel is longing for things to be made right. And Jesus is the answer. Uh, We we know because we've got the rest of the story, but we we aren't on the streets as this uh, carpenter's son begins to call the rabbi school dropouts to be his disciples. We weren't on the ground Uh, when Jesus let people trample upon him time and time again. We weren't on the ground when he fled out of Jerusalem to not be killed earlier. We weren't on the ground for any of it. There's masses that seem to to realize that something is happening in Jesus' life. They, they don't understand it. Often they're saying, Master, we know that you're from God, but help explain it to us. We have this story over and over again. And Jesus never just says, hey, I'm the God man. He starts answering in riddles and parables and uh, meeting them in story. I am who you're hoping for. Well then, form your army, let's take on Rome. Hey, we're actually not gonna do that. Instead, we're gonna go heal uh, people. And talk about this kingdom of heaven breaking in and submitting to Rome. And we weren't on the ground. We weren't on the ground as things got more and more pressure filled. And Jesus knew his time was near and he began to say things like, I must die so that you might live. Uh, We weren't on the ground when, when the disciples say, Absolutely not, sir, let us die for you. No, absolutely not. It can't be. We weren't on the ground when Jesus was handed over by Judas or when he was denied by Peter or when seemingly no one but the nearest women to him was left. We weren't on the ground as they uh, beat his body in ways that are unrecognizable. We weren't on the ground as they took him to the cross. We weren't on the ground as the same masses that shouted Hosanna shouted crucify him. We weren't on the ground, and he breathed that last breath. And then everybody went home. They'd waited 400 years for a savior, and the one they thought to save them was dead and in a tomb. We didn't have to make the decision about what to do in that moment. When you're hoped for, promised for Messiah is now dead. What do you do? For the women, the answer was, we're going to keep doing what we know to do, which is to care for his body. We're going to make sure he gets tended to, make sure he's buried, and then we'll come deal with uh, everything after the Sabbath day. Seemingly, for some of his disciples, the answer was, well, we're just going to go back to our vocation of fishing I guess it wasn't everything he said it would be. None of them ever seemed to understand his promises and his predictions, and I can't help but think how I would feel on that Sunday morning if I were Mary. Centuries worth of hopes built up into this dear friend of mine, and he is dead in a tomb, and now somebody has robbed the grave. In these moments, can you imagine her feelings? It would have been better if he'd never even been around. It, 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 what, what has this all been for? If, if, if Now his body's not even here. She could have had a good life. She could have had friends and a job and do some other things. But she had followed this man to the point of death. Can you feel how heartbroken she would be in that moment when they rolled back the stone and Jesus is nowhere to be found? We have to have these Easter moments before we get the next Easter moments. Can you imagine being Mary and telling this gardener why you were weeping and distraught? They took our teacher. If you took him, where is he? And then she says, or he says, Mary. And she recognizes who he is and what is happening. Jesus is alive. She doesn't have the benefit of 2,000 years of Christology, reflections, and people writing uh, theology of Christ, resurrection, and exactly what is happening in this moment. But she knows that he was dead, and she was hopeless and that now he's alive and she has hope. I've been trying all week to put myself into her feelings and, and to think about this moment where, where Jesus has gone all the way to death to then bring humanity out of death. Twitter is a cesspool of useful, uselessness most of the time, but last night, Reverend Daniel from the church in Canada posted a series of tweets that have been captivating to me. It's the story about a man who went to hell. It's an Easter sermon, right? Story about a man who went to hell. And not long after he got there, his boss came down and said, I need him back, I need him back. He, he makes us tons of money. If, if he's not back, thousands of people will lose their job and go hungry. I need him back. And the devil sends the boss away. I know who he is, he is mine. My business is destroying souls. And the gates of hell stood firm. And a bit later, his closest friend comes down to hell and says, he is my best friend. He has met me in every moment of my life, in every struggle, in every worry. He has been there. When I was broke, he loaned me money. Sent him back to me. And the devil says, I don't care about that. What you don't know is the times he he talked about you behind your back, the times that he kept money away from people who needed it, the times he was wrong. He's not as good as you think. He stays with me. And the gates of hell stood firm. And then a few moments later, his mother comes down. She goes and sits and weeps at the gates of hell. Weeps and weeps for days, weeps and longs. And finally, the devil comes to her and says, Woman, I don't care how special he is to you. I am not giving him back to you. And she says, I know, but he can't be there alone. Open the doors and let me in to be with him. Julian of Norwich talked about how Jesus is that mother, that one who went uh, to the depths to meet us in that place, who went to the gates of hell and shattered them, that we would not be alone in our sin and death. Mary was alone in her sin and death until the moment he said Mary, and then her life was forever changed. Humanity was stuck in sin and death until that moment when Christ was risen from the grave. Humanity and shackles and Jesus defeated sin and death. We have no Easter without Good Friday. We have no church without the resurrection. Mary goes from hearing her name called out to being the first apostle. Literally she is sent out with the very first message of good news that Christ who has died is risen. Mary, who moments earlier experienced the, uh, the depths of despair, is now ascent with the good news. Uh, church tradition holds that Mary was uh, prolific in telling the story of the good news. Beyond going to the apostles, that she is uh, a major player in the spread of the gospel across the Levant. Jesus rescued her out of her despair and he rescues us out of our despair. Mary's life was forever changed in that moment by this God who would uh, stoop so low as to take on flesh, to live, to suffer, and to die for us, and then whose spirit raised him from the dead that we might have life Let's not let this be a simple Easter Sunday of Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. May this be a merry moment where we are so, so profoundly shaped by our encounter with God, that we go forth in good news and share it with the world, that, that we are profoundly changed, that if there's a moment that we think we're still stuck in our, stuck in our sin and death, we know that Christ has defeated it. He has gone to the gates of hell, and he has risen from the dead, that you and I might have life. Don't let this be an Easter where we celebrate the good times and the good food, and the food was good. Y'all, there's been a crew who pulled all food. And don't let us just celebrate the good egg hunt, but there was like 2,000 eggs that needed to be hunted, and it was wonderful. Don't let us just celebrate how incredible it is to be together after years of struggle. Don't let us just celebrate that it is wonderful to see each other. Let us celebrate that Christ defeated sin and death in that moment, and just as Mary has changed, so are you. You might not know it, but the Spirit of Christ is alive in you. The Spirit of Christ is doing a mighty work today and each day. May we be profoundly changed by it and go forth in that good news. Amen? I don't have much voice left. I think that's enough to stop. All right? Amen. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Holy God, we give thanks that you'd meet us in those moments. That when we are in despair and hopelessness, you come and you say, Mary, Chad, heaven, whomever you meet us in those moments, and we thank you that through your spirit you're meeting us in this very moment today, Lord. May our worship continue to glorify you, and may we go forth in your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus, our risen Lord and Savior, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.